0: Okay, today we're going to be in Genesis chapter 37, and this is basically the beginning of Joseph's story. So we're going to see a little bit about Joseph's story, and we're going to see all of the things that happen with Joseph in this first chapter. Genesis 37 is very interesting. It's not that long of a book, I mean, of, of a, a chapter. I'm sorry, it's only about 36 verses in there. So we're going to see what happens in Genesis chapter 37. Let's get right into it on the Christian Boy Podcast. Our memory verse for the week comes from 1 John 1 verse 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All right, let's get right into it. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. These are the family records of Jacob. At 17 years old, Joseph tended the sheep with his brothers. The young man was working with the sons of Bila and Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than his other sons because Joseph was born to him in his old age, and he made a robe with many colors for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not bring themselves to speak peaceably to him. Then Joseph had a dream. When he told his, it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. There, were binding, there we were binding sheaves of grain in the field. Suddenly my shoes stood up and your shoes gathered around it and bowed down to My Sheaf. Are you really going to reign over us? His brothers asked him. Are you really going to rule us? So they hated him even more because of the dream that because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Look, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun, moon, and eleven stars were bowing to me. He told his father and brothers, but his father rebuked him. What kind of dream is this you have had? He said, are you, are your mother and brothers and I going to come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him because his father kept the matter in mind. His brothers had gone to pasture their flocks at Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, your brothers, your brothers, you know, are pasturing the flocks at Shechem. Get ready, I am sending you to them. I am ready, rep- Joseph replied. Then Israel said to him, Go and see how your brothers and the flocks are doing, and bring back word to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron, and he went to Shechem. A man found him there, wandering in the field, and asked him, What are you looking for? I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph said. Can you tell me where they are, pasturing their flocks? They've moved on from here, the man said. I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. So Joseph set out after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him in in the distance, and before he had reached them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, here comes that dreamer. Come, let's kill him and throw him into one of the pits. We can say that a vicious animal ate him, then we'll see what becomes of his dreams." When Reuben heard this, he tried to save him from them. He said, let's not take his life. Reuben also said to them, don't shed blood, throw him into this pit in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him, intending to rescue him f- rescue him from their hands and return him to his father. When Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped off his robe, the robe of many colors that he had on. They took him and threw him into the pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. When they sat down to eat a meal, they looked up, and there was a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were carrying aromatic gum, balsam, and resin, going down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, "'What do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh.' and they agreed. When Midianite traders passed by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit and sold him for 20 pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, The boy is gone. What am I going to do? So they took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a young goat, and dipped the robe in its blood. They sent the robe of many colors to their father and said, We found this. Examine it. Is it your son's robe or not? His father recognized it. It is my son's robe, he said. A vicious animal has devoured him. Joseph has been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth around his waist, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will go down to Sheol to my morning, to my son mourning, And his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the guard. My goodness. This is an interesting chapter. We get to see some of the true colors of Joseph's brothers. So first off, we see in verse one, Jacob's living where Isaac was at first. In verse two, we see Joseph give a bad report to his father about his brothers while they're herding the sheep. These were the daughter, the sons of Bilah and Zilpah. So this is Dan, Asher, Nephitali, and Gad. So why did he give this bad report? I don't know. I've never been a sheep herder. I've never had been a shepherd, but I assume that they weren't treating the that they they weren't treating the sheep properly, or abandoning the sheep when trouble came about, or something of that sort. Whatever the cause, Joseph told his dad about it. Now it says that Joseph Joseph was loved. Israel loved Joseph more than his other children because he was born in his old ha- old age. I don't think that was the only reason he loved him though. This was probably one of the reasons, but the other reason, as we know, Joseph is the daughter, the son. My goodness. Joseph is the son of Rachel, so that could be another reason why Jacob or Israel loved Joseph even more, because he loved Rachel very much. And even when they were younger, when uh, Esau was coming to Jacob, he lined them up by, he had the Zilpah and Bilhah first, he had Leah second, and he had Rachel last. Just in case he had to escape, he could try to escape with Rachel finally as a last resort. So this could have factored in his decision for favoritism. Now, Israel gives him a custom coat and his brothers are jealous. None of them talk peacefully with him. This makes me wonder something about Joseph. Joseph had to be aware that his brothers didn't talk peacefully with him. Or if he was oblivious to this fact. Was he oblivious to it? Did he not know that they didn't didn't want to talk peacefully with him? Or did he notice every time he tried to talk to them that they got angry with him? Now, we know that Abraham is just like Israel that he had a favored son because the son of promise ishmael was not the son of promise and he actually sent him and his mother away and he favored isaac more now isaac and rebecca both had their own favorite sons rebecca loved jacob while isaac loved esau more and now israel favors his son joseph this is this is one of those cycles that we see in families a uh as they i don't like to call them generational curses is uh decision making based off observation so they see this joseph saw that. i mean sorry israel saw this happen in his family and now he's doing it to his own kids by making joseph his favorite the psychic of dysfunction continued throughout his family from each generation starting with abraham which is interesting so now in verse five through eight we see that joseph had already been aware of the lack of peace between them between him and his brothers or if he hadn't been aware of it right now he should have been aware of it and he tells him of of the dream so if he was not oblivious to the fact that they didn't speak peacefully with him was he intentionally stirring the pot by telling him this dream you know i just think like this was he intentionally stirring the pot by telling him this dream and if he was oblivious to the fact did he think that this dream was going to make them like him even more or something? So he told them the to dream and it made things even more worse. That caused the hate and animosity to grow. Verse 9 through 11, Joseph tells another dream. And this time, even his dad chimes in and is like, what are you talking about? Are you saying are your mother and father are going to bow down to you? Which makes the brothers even more angry and jealous. Now, in 10 through 14, now we have to ask a question because Israel sends Joseph out to the field to come after, to uh, oversee his brothers and to see what they're doing in the fields of Shechem. Does Israel know that his family, that people don't like Joseph, or did he not know at all either, and just sent him out there to check on his brothers, oblivious to the fact that they didn't like him, or did he know that he he wasn't liked by his brothers? These are, it's a lot of questions I have, mostly, but he sends him out there, and you know, he sends him out there to watch over his brothers because you know Joseph is a is a bona fide classic snitch who tells his dad everything that happens in the field, like he did up against Dan Gad, Nephitali, and Asher. So that's why Joseph, I mean Israel, is sending him out. So now he gets to his brothers. They see him a while away, and they devise a plan. Now, we know these boys were slick at making plans because in Genesis 34, they made a plan to kill Shechem, Hamor, and all the men of the land because Dina was defiled. So they make a new plan this time, let us kill Joseph. And they they want this plot to become a reality. But Reuben, being an older brother, attempted to thwart this plan by telling them only to throw him in a pit. We saw this, right? And another interesting thing is, well, we'll get to that in a second. He wanted to save Joseph and give him to his dad later and he was thrown into the pit. Joseph was thrown into the pit because his brothers were jealous. And his brothers was jealous because Joseph was favored by their father. So therefore Joseph wasn't even the cause of trouble. The cause of trouble in all of Joseph's life is really his father picking favorites and causing trouble for him. There will be no issue and no animosity if Jacob wasn't the favorite. But that's one of the that's one of the reasons that he hated him. And another interesting reason I say that is because you could tell that the animosity was was for Israel instead of Joseph is because in Genesis chapter 35, I believe it was. Yeah. Thirty five. We see Reuben sleeps with Dan and Nephetali's mother. He sleeps with her. And Dan, neither Dan Nephitali, or any of his siblings get angry with him, and Jacob just knows about it, so we know that the animosity is not because of something that Joseph did himself, it's because of what his father did and the regardless of what what the father did or not, Joseph and his brothers had a Joseph's brothers had a choice they could have accepted him at any time and just you know ignore what their father was doing ignored Israel's personal bias and continued to live peacefully. Instead, they decided to turn their hate towards Joseph and their animosity towards Joseph because their father loved him more. And due to this jealousy, we know where he is now. He's thrown into the pit. But, you know, if they had known James chapter 1, verse 14 through 15, they would have known that uh, we shouldn't let our desires lead us because when desire, evil desires have fully conceived, it brings forth sin and sin brings forth death. But they didn't think that. So now in verse 25 to 30, we see that their cousins, the Ishmaelites uh, were coming through the land, going to Egypt and Judah being the businessman he is, is like, you know what guys, Reuben's right. It doesn't make any sense for us to kill him. We gain nothing from that. Let's take him to be sold off. So they sell them for 20 pieces of silver. Now I did, a, I tried to do a few conversions. I Googled a few conversions. They said it was 20 pieces of silver is about $200 today because of the price of silver. But it's probably more money back then. But still, this family was already rich. They had multiple herds of cattle. They had all these things that Jacob was blessed with. And they chose to sell their brother for some money as if they didn't already have it. Hate would make you do the craziest things, which is crazy. And Reuben is even shocked to hear that Jacob is gone and it's sad that he's gone and devises a plan to, you know, hide his body. That happens in verse 31 to 35. They tear his clothes, make it look like he was eaten by a wild animal, and they act like they didn't know and ask Israel, hey, isn't this your son's coat? And we see Israel get sad and claim that he's going to mourn for Jake, Joseph until he dies, which is interesting. And none of his other kids could comfort him or encourage him. And then we see Joseph's cousin sell him to Potiphar, the officer of Pharaoh, and was the captain of the guard. So those are the things we see that happen in there. A lot of interesting stuff. So my honest opinion is Joseph's brother's hatred was misplaced. Like I said, they were angry at Joseph because he was Israel's favorite when they should have pointed their anger towards the person who was picking favorites instead of pointing their anger towards the man who was just a favorite. And then they began to like dislike Joseph because of their their father's favoritism after a while they didn't even they didn't even know why they hated Joseph really they didn't even know why they were hating on him. They just disliked him because he was a dreamer at that point because he had dreams of being powerful and because he was already the favorite with the best coat, they were angry with him. We shouldn't hate anyone for anything really honestly in our own walks and lives we shouldn't hate anyone. We are to be loving and forgiving. Joseph was punished for the sins of his father. That's another thing I saw. And what's interesting is in Genesis, like I said, in Genesis 35 verse 22, we actually see it perfectly. Reuben slept with Dan and Nephitali's mother. I'm going to say that again because he had sex with their mother and they're not angry at him. You don't hear anything about Dan and Nephitali retaliating for Reuben's acts towards their mother or hear anything about that. No one even rebukes Reuben yet. When Joseph tells everybody his dream, even even Israel himself rebukes him, saying, what the heck are you saying? Are you saying your mother and father are going to bow to you? Yet those and those same brothers hated Joseph. So I leave you with the verse from Ephesians chapter four, verse 32. It says, be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave you. So also do ye. Hold on. Let me make sure I, I said that correctly. Ephesians 4, verse 32, it says, yeah, it says, and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. I like some other version says, just like God for Christ's sake forgave you. So the brothers should have been forgiving and kind to one another. They shouldn't have uh, disbanded because of favoritism. And that's another uh, thing. We see that favoritism actually has negative effects effects on family, so you shouldn't pick favorites in your family, in your day-to-day life. Now, don't get me wrong. Some things will be more favored over others. You might like the color pink more than the color blue, but when it comes to people, you shouldn't favor one person over another just because of how they look, just because of who they are. You should treat everybody with the same amount of respect. Why? Because we're all made in God's image regardless of if we make billions of dollars or if we make two cents per day, and... That's what we should remember from this chapter. When you don't treat people with favoritism, animosity, and hatred are at an all time low. But as soon as we start favoring people just because of who they are, who they were born by, what they have, and just because of who they, you know, how they talk or whatever, that's when trouble starts because we start not treating people how they ought to be treated. We start treating people how we want to treat people how we want to treat people, not how we want to be treated. Because if we're of lowly status, we want to be treated with respect. But if they're of lowly status, we want to treat them disrespectful. We can't do that. Treat everybody with the same amount of respect. But let me know what you think. We're gonna, Genesis 38 is going to be like a segue. It's going to cut off from what's happening right now, and then we'll come back into Joseph's story in Genesis 39. So let me, think, let me know what you think about Joseph's story in Genesis chapter 37. You can text me at 662-371-8877. Let me know how you feel about this chapter. God bless. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. To stay in touch with The Christian Boy Podcast, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Christian Boy Podcast. You can also go to The Christian Boy Podcast website, christianboypodcast.com, and view this month's newsletter And sign up to receive notifications when the newest newsletter comes out. They come out once a month, every month on the 15th. So yeah, stay in touch with the Christian Boy Podcast. Know what's going on. If you want to contact me, you can contact me at 662-371-8877. Or you can email me at mosheakili at gmail.com. God bless you and have a great day.